Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, you'll hear three storytellers instead of your usual one. That's because we hosted a special open mic during one of our recent storytelling nights. The storytellers include myself, Deb Markham, executive producer of the show, Brian Garrity, a regular at The Push, and David Moo, a regular audience member. My story is about the time I found I landed a $25 ticket to Europe. This was back in 2003 when like Travelocity and all these other websites that were spitting out deals for travel were just getting started. So this had to have been like the biggest typo ever and we got it a trip to Zurich for 25 bucks. Yeah, right? I, it's it's good. So we drove we we drove all the way to Zurich. <laughs> we we flew to Zurich and because, you know, we were there and I always wanted to go to Paris, we took the train to Paris. All I ever wanted to do was see the, the paintings in the Louvre and go to the Musée d'Orsay. So we go to the Louvre, and I'm looking around, and I'm hoping to see something breathtaking, something that will just be awe-inspiring, something that I could tell a story about forever. And we finally get to the Mona Lisa, because the Louvre's pretty big, and we were traveling around, and there were some great things that I'd seen in my art history books, and that was kind of cool, but not breathtaking. So we get to the Mona Lisa, and it's the Mona Lisa. I'm sorry, I understand, I get it. It's lots of history behind, you know. Leonardo da Vinci's probably hits the face back there, but still, it's kind of like an overhyped movie. You go in, and you're a little disappointed. Plus, in 2003, the Mona Lisa was in a tiny little room, and there's tons of people just hanging out in this room. So I start to wander away, and all of a sudden, I'm walking through this door, and I'm looking at all these huge, beautiful paintings. They're gorgeous, just angels and pinks and clouds and all of a sudden I feel like a kick or a buckle behind my knee and I'm falling down the steps. Yeah. Suddenly I remembered those three years of French I took in high school. All these security guards are around me. I'm speaking in French to them. They're speaking in French to me. I'm like, yeah. Now, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure the Mona Lisa got jealous and kicked me down those steps. <laughs> I'm sure of it. I'm sorry. Sorry, Mona Lisa. But those paintings were gorgeous, and they really did take my breath away. Oh, finally, I got what I wanted. I got what I had hoped for. But there was a price. The cool part is that, you know, that happened in 2003, and I'm still telling that story today. Thank you. <laughs> I found out about 15 minutes ago that I was going to do a story tonight. 
And I found out about 14 minutes ago that the theme was hope. (laughs) So I thought about hope, and I thought about when I went to college. I really hoped that when I got there, I would get laid. (laughs) Because high school was uh, a long time where that didn't happen. So um, I had big ambitions when I got to college. Uh, I decided that a very smart thing to do freshman year of college would be to take six credits of Japanese. Uh, four days a week. At 8 o'clock, at eight o'clock in the morning. So um, here I stand before you, Amir five to 20 years later, and uh, I know four Japanese words. I know, are you hungry and are you thirsty? One of them is tabimaska, and one of them is nomimaska. I do not know which is which. But that does not, but I did get six credits of Japanese. I got a C. And this story has a little bit to do with my Japanese class. So uh, freshman year, um, I got into binge drinking. It was cool. Um, And the way I would go about binge drinking is I would say, hey, let's go to happy hour at Maggie's where they have free pizza. We can get a free dinner and we can drink. But I would always forget to eat. So I'd always get blackout drunk. Um, well, this was uh, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving of first semester freshman year. So most people had gone home to the comfort of their parents. But I was still in town, and I was going to drive home the next day. And I was driving a friend of mine who I had met at, at college uh, who was from the same town I was, uh, a town called Virginia Beach. And uh, his friend from the University of Maryland who I would never met. And I was going to drive them home, and I was going to go see my family for the first time since I'd been away at college. So on Tuesday, we go out to happy hour, and I forget to eat. I remember to drink, and I get shit-faced drunk, and um, I wake up the next morning. And I look over next to me in bed, and hey, that's that girl from Japanese class. (laughs) I don't know her or her name. Or remember meeting her last night. Or how we got here. Hi. I'm Brian. Um, so, uh, so we got to getting out of bed. And um, I said, well, you know, that was fun last night. Um, see you later. Have a, have a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> and she says, all right, so I'll see you here at 11. It's like, what? She goes, you don't remember? I said, remember what? She says, you said I could go home with you for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh, snap. (laughs) So so, uh, freshman year of college, I couldn't keep my car on campus, so I had to keep it in Northern Virginia, which was a metro right away. I went to college in D.C. So I uh, was like, all right, see you back here at 11. 
and I get on the subway and I'm going to get my car and I'm thinking, holy shit, I haven't seen my parents in three months or whatever. I can't come home with some girl whose name I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, this is going to be really awkward, but I have to tell her, like, look, I'm sorry, but uh, whatever I said the other night, I, I don't remember and it's probably not a good idea for you to come home with me. So I decide that's what I'm going to do. So I get back to my dorm room at 11, fully prepared to tell her, like, look, I love you. <laughs> but you can't come home with me because I don't know you. And um, the, the poor girl, is not only is she there already, she's sitting on top of a suitcase, a full-size suitcase. I'm like, holy crap. Um, I said, listen, uh, girl, I don't know what I said last night, but I've been thinking about it on my subway ride, and I, was, you know, I haven't seen my parents in a while, and I don't think it'd be a really smart thing for me to come home with someone that I really don't know that well, even though we had a great time last night. And she looks at me, and she goes, what? Are you she goes, you thought, you, you thought I meant I was going home with you for Thanksgiving? No, 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 no. You're driving me to my parents' house, or my brother's house in Norfolk. I was like, oh, shit, well, hop in. (laughs) And that's my story. Thank you very much. My daytime job, I'm at, you know, there's a medical school less than a mile from here. I'm actually a professor in a medical school. And, uh, this story about when I was pursuing my degree, I got married early, uh, well, mid twenties, and that was great. And one day, uh, my wife came to me saying uh, she wants to have a baby, and I was said, uh, actually, I've been delaying that, and I said, ah, oh, not now, you know, let's do it you know, every couple years, because I'm a selfish pig. I don't want to have kids, <laughs> uh, I, because. People told me that once you have kids, everything's going to go downhill. <laughs> so uh, eventually I gave in. I thought maybe give, if giving her one kid would be, I can, you know, maybe shut her up. She won't bug me again. <laughs> and then she came back. She said, oh, you can't have just one kid. You need to have two kids. So I gave in. So now, I, you know, we have two kids. And, you know, a lot of, you know, couldn't sleep, lots of work. Can't spend money. I have to save money for, you know, raising kids. Then I uh, realized one day there is hope, and, there, and then also that day I realized why it's important for people to have kids. This happened when my son uh, came home first day from a second grade. So I asked him, yeah, Nicholas, I said, hey, Nicholas, uh, how do you like your first day in second grade compared with uh, first grade? And he told me, Dad, I love second grade. I said, well, tell me about it. How come? Oh, today, uh, my teacher bent over and I saw her booby. <laughs> so, at that moment, I realized it's important to have kids, and kids gives you hope. <laughs> Without kids, I would not be, I would not have a moment like that in my life. And now he studied computer science in college. So that's my story.
Well, that was the outcome of our first ever open mic. If you like what you heard and think we should give it another shot, send us a message using Facebook, Twitter, or even email. You can reach us at info at tellmemorelive.org. That's info at tellmemorelive.org. You can find this information and more on our website at tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll also find a list of upcoming shows and more Storyteller podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live. <laughs>